Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It's quarter number one. I'm Jim Galante, along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Actually, hold on. I got that wrong. I am not with Dustin Hawkinsmith today. I am with award-winning writer <laughs> Dustin Hawkinsmith, yeah. named the Pennsylvania Wrestling Writer of the Year. Congratulations, Dustin. Thank you. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I think um, that community just respects effort. And I think if they're saying that you're the guy of the year, you've put in the requisite effort. And so as long as they feel that way about me, I'm, I'm thrilled to accept that. Well, very good. I just want to let you know how proud we are of you, Dusty, first of all. Second Thank of you. all, we're not going to let you rest on your laurels, though. Sure, you could write about wrestling. Let's see how well you could talk about football, though, all right? Well, I feel like that is known. I think people who listen to this are more surprised by the first one than the second one. <laughs> well, we shall see. Perhaps we should judge you afterwards and see if you could earn football <laughs> yeah. analyst of the year also to go on. on uh, is your shelf really crowded with these kind of trophies and stuff, Dusty? Or will this one fit? No, no, but my ego is. The, shell, the shelf is bare. The shelf is bare. It's got nothing on it. But the ego, that, that'll fill the Full. room up, right? Oh, <laughs> All yeah. Right. Dustin, I tell you what, it's been kind of a quiet week on the news front with Penn State football. So we're just going to skip news segment this week. We're going to head right to our projections for the class of 22. So many good players and interesting players in this class. So let's get right to it. We're on the defensive side of the ball. And let's start with Cam Miller. He's a cornerback out of Florida. Pretty good size. Six foot, 180 pounds. And for some reason, when you're in a recruiting class, there are players who seem to get overlooked. I don't know if it's the timing of their commitment or how it happens. And I feel like Cam Miller is one of those guys who's, who's not getting his due. I think that's a fair way to look at it. And I, and I really think um, the more that I, I look into it and watch what he's able to do and look at his frame and, you know, you try to poke holes in his game the, the best you can, I guess. And there just aren't a lot of holes, but I think he's also one of those guys that there's not one single thing that jumps out at you. You know, he's six feet, 180. He's a legitimate cornerback. I think he's one of those guys, an obvious one, who would be a candidate at some point down the road to maybe move to safety if they feel um, that he might be better there. But um, but that six feet, 180 is not humongous. You know, he's not a six foot three corner like a Joey Porter Jr. And since he's, he's on, on the big side, he's not a blazer. He's not a burner either. He's just a really good, solid, uh, versatile, I think, uh, defensive back who's going to start out at cornerback, both maybe the possibility to move around if Penn State wants him to. 
You know, he comes from Florida, not not a lot of background, I think, in a lot of our cases, but he's a four-star player, a top 300 player in the country. 24-7 Sports has him as the number 32 cornerback. Uh, I think he is getting overlooked to a certain extent. I also think, you know, the way that he plays and the frame that he has would not surprise me at all if he's capable of playing early. Uh, I'm sure we'll look at the depth chart at cornerback a little bit then too, but uh, I just don't know if Penn State's going to have a real need for that. I think he'll be able to kind of uh, work behind the scenes and maybe try to aim and make an impact for next year. And again, we've often talked about this. James Franklin has said it's those guys who are furthest away from the ball that have opportunities to play whether it's a wide receiver on offense or a cornerback on defense. And we've seen this multiple times at cornerback recently with guys like you mentioned Keaton Ellis, who's now moved to safety. How about, you know, Kalen King? He played right away this past season. We'll take a look at that room and what the depth chart looks like, but... If there's a position where a guy could come right in and play, this is it, isn't it? The the further away from the ball you are, the more likely James Franklin is to play you early. Uh, he said that a bunch of times. It's kind of been like his thing. I think for the most part, he's stuck to it. You know, you've seen wide receivers, you've seen cornerbacks, you saw, you know, a, a rarity, I think, with the safety who played in year one uh, in Jalen Reed. And I think with with that in mind, with that position, you know, being a little bit more likely to see the field early, you throw Cam Miller's polish in there. And I don't know, he, it might be an injury. It might be two injuries away. I'm not real sure, but uh, I think he's going to need a little bit of assistance unless he is absolutely proves himself to be hands down uh, one of the top six corners. The, the, the rotation looks like it's pretty much set. He's going to have to give the coaching staff a lot to think about. And don't forget, this is the guy who uh, was set to enroll in January and then opted to play, I think, in the Polynesian Bowl and delay his en- enrollment until uh, spring or summer. I'm not sure where he's going to arrive. You know, more and more, Penn State's got guys arriving in May, June. So whenever he arrives, he's going to be a little bit on short time. But I like his game. I like his frame. I like his versatility and that tendency to play young guys is certainly there at cornerback. So, you know, he's a guy, he's going to have to do a lot to capture the coaching staff's attention this summer. But uh, I think early in his career, maybe not in year one, but year by year two, um, you're going to be looking at this guy as maybe a contributor at the, in that quarterback room. Well, let's take a look at that room and what the competition is. It's not quite as deep as, you know, in my head, it was, you know, I know the obvious ones. Joey Porter's going to be on one side, Kalen King on the other. If not him, maybe Johnny Dixon. When you, you know, you list Daquan Hardy as a cornerback, but he's the slot guy, you know? Right. So even if you don't, if you want to say there's two starting cornerbacks, I say there's three. So that's an extra position. I'm not quite sure, you know, how deep do you have to go to be part of the rotation? Five guys? Six? I, I think probably five is, is that magic number. 
You know, that, that gives you um, your slot guy. It gives you probably a top two on the outside. And if you look at it with Porter and King as likely starters, Hardy as a de facto starter as the slot guy, Dixon is somebody that they trust, and Marquise Wilson, I, I don't know what exactly they plan with him going forward. Um, I, I, I need to see a little bit more on that, hey, you're an athlete front, uh, because the way that things unfolded in 2021, it looked like they didn't really view him as a cornerback or a wide receiver, the way that he was utilized. So how do you view Marquise Wilson? Is he going to be forever be a depth guy? Is, is his role in offense going to grow? Um, it, it seems pretty certain that he's going to be a reserve of some kind at cornerback, but so they, you know, somebody's going to have to, you know, step in there and claim that last spot in the rotation. And as, as far as that goes, maybe Cam Miller can make that, impression you know we don't know a whole lot about how Jeffrey Davis's first year on campus went but there could be room there depending on you know the big wild card which is Marquise Wilson and what exactly they have planned for him and then my overall thought on this depth chart is that yes they are in really good shape you know it's a tight rotation if you look at the veterans the guys who have experience so far they're in pretty good shape in 2022 I think we're we're looking for clues about who's next in line because if we were betting right now, there's a good bet that Joey Porter Jr. will be off the NFL after after this coming season. He pondered it last year. Uh, Daquan Hardy, you know, he it's his fourth year on campus. He could graduate. He could move on. Uh, my guess would be he emerges as maybe a more general starter next year. Uh, Kalen King will be a junior after after this season's over. So you have guys. Johnny Dixon will be a senior after this. So. Um, you, you go from veteran to hasn't played at all real quick. So you're looking at, okay, well, what are they going to recruit in 2023? Cam Miller's the only true cornerback in the 2022 class. And I'm not even sure if long-term that's where he ends up. So in 2023, are they going to go heavy on corners? Is this going to be a transfer portal position over the next one to two off seasons? Or maybe it's some combination of both, but it's a really interesting dynamic at cornerback where you either have played or you haven't. There's not really a lot, a lot of middle ground. There's no lightly seasoned. You're either plain or you're a veteran. Well, I just think it's a situation where I believe we're both more comfortable to say he's probably not going to play much this year, but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Uh, let's move on, and Dustin, I'm going to uh, throw an audible at you here. We've only got a couple minutes left, so instead of going where I intended, I'm going to shift. Let's talk our, about our punter, because I'm not sure how many <laughs> minutes we, we have to devote, but it's Alex Bichetta, punter out of Georgia, six foot three, 200 pounds, highly regarded as a punter, and it looks like he has a clear path to play right away. He, I mean, by the looks of it, uh, he'll be a scholarship guy, and that immediately is going to earn him a nice long look. Um, whether James Franklin or anybody would 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 want to admit as such, you've invested a scholarship in this kid. You need to see if that scholarship, if that investment, can pay dividends in year one. 
Um, Alex Bichetta, I, I like the fact, and I've talked about this a bunch of other times too, uh, Blake Gillikin was the same way. Jake Pinnegar coming out of Iowa was the same way. They're guys who are big, strong, and athletic enough that they could have played other positions. You know, they, they are, uh, they're not five foot nine and 150 pounds. These guys are legitimate athletes. And I think the athleticism, it's not like it's the same punting motion over and over again, but for the same reason that a starting pitcher in baseball uh, or even a quarterback, the more athletic you are, the more fluid your movements are, the more likely you're going to be able to repeat your mechanics every single time. I think just the the odds suggest that. So I like that he's an athlete, and you're looking at what they've got on the roster right now. I have no idea with Bar- what Barney Amore can do. He's He transferred from Colgate. Uh, Gabriel Noosu. He's six foot six and three hundred two pounds. I would love to see him as Penn State's punter. If anything, because it would it would bring back the big guy element that we have missed since Joey Julius as as the kicker and and kickoff guy. So, um, but you know, you 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 don't know much about these guys and whether they're going to be hard to beat. They've been on campus. They've got practice practice experience that gives them a little bit of a head start. But I think in terms of pedigree, Alex Bachetta you know, out, out, outpaces them for sure. Uh, just need to see him be able to come in and be able to do it with consistency, be able to respond when they put him into, in, in drills that feel like games and they feel like pressure when, you know, in practice, if everybody's going to have to run or do pushups, if you don't down a punt inside the 10 yard line, like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you don't really know, especially out of the gates is the mental stuff and the consistency that's going to determine whether he's going to be trusted as your punter or not. I would say just again, uh, pretty good money is that he is Penn State's punter in year one, but it's not a slam dunk yet. And obviously, Penn State values it. You've seen it with the last couple punters and their abilities not just to boom the ball, but get the ball, kick the ball inside the 10, get it down there. It's a huge difference. That is it for quarter number one. Stick around. We got lots more to go starting in quarter number two. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 